Thank you for checking out the River's Edge Church podcast. We believe that no matter where you have come from or what you have come out of, today can be a life-changing day. Church should not be an obligation to endure each week, but rather a place to look forward to, a place where we can come together in community to grow in our lives. So join us today as we expect something good from our amazing God. As you came in the door, you got a journal, right? Let me see him. Do you have him? Okay, I have. Okay, you got him. So I'm going to encourage you to crack that baby open and get ready to write some notes because you know what the biggest lie we tell ourselves is? I'll remember. I don't need to write it down. I'll remember. So don't be lying tonight. Get your journal out and get ready to, to write some notes down. Amen. So those of you that are now writing in your journals, the title of tonight is I am brave when, and then put dot, dot, dot. So I am brave when dot, dot, dot. Oh, they've got it on the screen. You can <laughs> just copy that. You can draw a surfer if you want to. It's a girl, I promise you. Okay. Um, I want to, talk to start talking about um, the story of Queen Esther and how she used bravery to save a whole nation. And um, I did a nine-week study on the book of Esther, so I'm like, how can I summarize nine weeks of in-depth study? Um, Some of you were with us. Our group started out strong and got smaller and smaller (laughs) because it was a lot of homework. It was a lot of work to do that study. But anyway, I'm just going to give you a quick summary because I I don't want to assume that everybody knows the story of Esther. So Esther was a young orphan woman. She was raised by her cousin Mordecai. So in an interesting turn of events, um, well, actually, his first wife was banished for being disrespectful. How many of us wives could, well, yeah, we'd all be in trouble. It's, it's, it's hard to be, always be respectful, right? She was banished for being disrespectful, and so Esther is chosen to, become, to marry the king and become queen. So she keeps her nationality a secret because it would be very dangerous for her to let anyone know that she was Jewish. And it's not just for the movies. It's real-life Bible. An evil plot was underway, and a state was set for the entire Jewish nation to be killed. So Esther, of course, fears for her life because when they find out she's Jewish, she's, she's very concerned. But Mordecai pleads with her to do something to save the people pleads with her. Has anybody ever pleaded with you before? They really want you to do something? He's like, you've got to do something. So Esther does. She bravely and boldly asks the king to save her people. That's in a nutshell. If you want the whole story, Esther has her very own book. Um, but I want to key on, on one scripture. It's found in Esther 14, no, 414. And it'll go up on the sky bowl behind you. Um, and it says, if you keep quiet, At a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. I I love that phrase, such a time as this. What time is it in your life? I'll tell you, it's time to be brave. It's time to be brave. Esther was born for her time, and you were born for your time. And I don't think it's a perhaps. No, not perhaps you were born to be alive right now. It's a definite. You were born for such a time as this. 
And so um, we're talking about what does it mean to be brave? And so I looked it up. So brave means running towards opposition, facing it head on, not hiding but boldly moving forward, ready to face and endure danger or pain, showing courage, running towards opposition, facing it head on, not hiding but boldly moving forward, ready to face and endure danger or pain, showing courage. That's what it means to be brave. And I'm going to show you how we can get there. Because that's a big definition to fill, isn't it? Because like, like I said earlier, the purpose of this conference really is to encourage you, to empower you, and like to equip you to, to bravely face anything that comes your way with confidence. Be able to stand up and um, like the woman earlier on the screen, she's got her hands up. She's saying, I am brave. That's how I want you to walk out of this place, declaring, I am brave. So I have three points to get you there. Um, and they all start, I am brave when, and so the first one is, I am brave when I trust. It's really hard to talk about trust without talking about faith, because trust takes faith. To trust, you must be brave. A couple of verses I want you just to jot down, they'll put them on the screen too. Hebrews 1, no, 11.1, 1, I keep saying the, <laughs> the number for the chapter, Hebrews 11.1, 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The New Living says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's the reality. You know, when we're first hoping and praying, we don't see them, but they are there. They are there, the things that we desire. In Jeremiah 29.11, um, it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So when we bravely face the unknown, we have to trust in God's promises. We have to trust that he does have a plan. He does have a future for us. Um, so if you can imagine with me that your life is like a puzzle, not like a hundred-piece puzzle, but like a thousand-piece puzzle, you know, something really complicated, right? Um, so we live each day, and we only see the puzzle pieces that are in front of us. You know, we don't really know what's coming the way, but God sees the whole picture, right? He sees our life is complete. He sees all the pieces in together. Um, you know why? Because he has the front of the box, right? Because, look, I've, I put some puzzle pieces in my pocket. You know, I've got puzzle pieces. This may be what God hands to me, and it's, it's kind of blue and yellow splotches. This one's just blue with, like, lines. I'm like, oh, but it's got an edge. It's got a flat edge. So I know this has got to be around the corner. You're around the edges of my puzzle, right? But I can't see it. And I may get this one and think, that's just ugly. What am I going to do with this piece? How is this going to fit into my life? You know, maybe it gives us two pieces at a time. We're like, yes but they don't go together. They're just two different pieces that God has. And we may say, well, what? how is this going to add value to my life? And we may even say, I don't want this piece. Can you take this one back? It's not what I was expecting. It's not what I was hoping for. You know, we, we can hold it up as long as we want till our arm is exhausted. He's not taking it back. If he's given you the piece, he's going to help you put it into place. Um, like I...
is what my puzzle is going to look like. It's going to be this beautiful scene with a boat. But I can't see that when I look at these tiny little puzzle pieces. I just think that it's all just weird and none of it goes together. But God is handing me pieces because he sees. He knows that ugly purple piece that I was complaining about. He knows that's a cloud. He knows that the yellow piece, that that's a tree. He knows what these things are. You know, that you have to appreciate where you're at even if you don't know where you're at. You know, you appreciate your journey. You appreciate that every season has its purpose. Every season has a purpose, whether you see it or not. So when it comes to trusting God, you know, there's no binge watching. Some of you are binge watchers. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever found a show that you like? And maybe it's been on for several seasons, but you just found out about it. Okay, you're like way behind. You're like 10 seasons behind, let's say. Um, so some people can find a show, and they can like watch one or two episodes and, and just be content, while others find us, find, oh, no, not me. Others <laughs> find themselves like watching the whole season, like staying up way too late to watch the season. Oh, my girls are telling me, yeah. They wa- or they spend like too much of a weekend trying to catch up. Why do they do that? Because they want to know what's going to happen. They want to make sure that everyone's going to be okay. They just want closure. They just can't go to bed until they know what's going to happen to their favorite character. Yeah, I, did, I had to travel for work last year, and I was in Florida, and we worked these incredible long days. Um, so then we were all peopled out. So we'd just go back to our individual rooms, and then so I started watching the show. And I'm on... I don't realize how late it is. So it's like 3 o'clock in the morning in Florida, and I'm like, oh, no, I have to get up in four hours, you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh. But anyway, um, my show, things were moving along <laughs> with that. So. But we can't do that with life. We can't fast forward our life. We can't, like, say, oh, I don't like this season. I'm going to go to the next season. we got to work through our seasons. we got to work through everything that, that God has for us, you know? Um, we just have to take things as they come. The good, the bad, the ugly, you know, everything. And some, sometimes it's a struggle when a season is not what we wanted. It's not what we expected. And, but, when, you know, when things get that way, when it's just like it's too much, God, it's just too much to handle, he doesn't just want us to handle it. He wants us to hand it to him. You know, he didn't ask us to take things um, on our own. The word trust, um, Lisa Terzik um, says this. She says, Though we cannot predict or control or even demand the outcome of our circumstances, we can know with great certainty that we will will be okay. And if you've read her book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, you understand she went through everything, and she still says that, that no matter what, we have certainty that everything is going to be okay. And um, we just have to bravely trust like Esther did. You know, Esther didn't stay quiet. She... Doing nothing would have been way easier, right? Just to sit back and say, hmm, I have no idea who those Jewish people are. Hmm, you know, I'll just sit in my palace and things will just be good. But no, she risked her life to go forward and and to save her people. She trusted the plan of God, and then she didn't even know how things were going to work out. You know, it's easy for us to read the story and go, oh, that's easy. I could do that. Well, that's because we know the end of the story. She had no idea what was going to happen to her. So whatever your story is today, we just know that all things will work together. Romans 8, 28 tells us that. So I say, if it's not good, it's not the end. God is still working. If it's not good, it's not the end. 
believe that? Um, because that's where faith and trust comes in. So I am brave when I trust. You are brave when you trust. We are called to have faith in what we cannot see and trust his plans for us are good. God really does know what's best for us. He can be trusted. Trust him to complete our puzzle. He can see the end results. He's not blindly leading us. He knows what he's doing, right? We talk about that faith is that reality of what we hope for, and we know that God has thoughts towards us. Thoughts that give us a peace, not of evil, to give us a hope and a future. So I am brave when I trust. So the next one is I am brave when I face my fears. So Esther knew a little bit about facing fear, facing a king that could end her life. You know, she had everything, she had everything to lose. She just faced her fears head on. She didn't hide. Um, they figured that Esther was probably about 14 when she got married, so she was probably less than 20 years old when this happened. Think about yourself at 20, or maybe you're not even 20 yet, but think, wow, could I go before a king at 20 years old? But another group of people that I want to talk about that know a little about fear are the disciples. So in Matthew 8, 23 through 27, so I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. It says, And Jesus got in the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the waves, the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is that man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. I mean, Jesus speaks right to the point. He says, why are you afraid? And think about it. Let's say someone is telling you about, like, an accident that they had or a near accident. You don't say, were you afraid? No, we know that they were afraid, right? It's just a natural thing when something happens to us. So he's saying to them, without actually saying it first, he's saying, I'm here. Trust me. I've got this. I've got you. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I say that to you. There's nothing to be afraid of. Anything that we face, God is with you. As we bravely face our fears, he is standing right with us. And then before he calmed the storm, the disciples knew they were going to be okay. I know some of you just said, what? How did they know? They were freaking out, and they woke him up. Okay, you see the gap. Those of you that disagreed with that statement, you're like, you see the gap with me. Yeah, there's a gap between when they woke him up and when he calmed the storm. But when he calmed, when he talks to them, there's no panic in his voice. There's no doubt. There's no question when he rebukes the wind of the waves. He just states it right out. Um, I mean, he's sound asleep in the boat. I mean, the boat's got to be rocking like crazy, right? The waves, this is the waves are breaking over the boat. And if you guys have ever been in a boat, that's not a smooth ride if the waves are coming over over the side but Jesus was asleep just relax content in the journey because he knew he was going to get to his destination he knew he was going to get to his destiny and I love it how it says suddenly there was a great calm it's not just oh the waves calmed down the storm continued but it was suddenly complete calmness just at his words you know, but Jesus spoke to his disciples first before he even spoke to their storm. He talked to them. And he asked them, why are you afraid? There's nothing to fear. You know, and he speaks to us in our situations as we're facing storms. 
he speaks to us and tells us, why be afraid? You know, and I know we're not facing physical storms, weather-related storms, but we're talking about storms of circumstances and, and situations. But, you know, those can be just as scary. There's situations in life that can scare you as bad as thinking that you're going to drown. They can be just as physically scary. But bravery causes us to face those fears with confidence. You know, checking those fears against the word of God. You know, we already have victory of every fear. It's already ours. You know, sometimes in our life we just need to take time and make some more space to hear God's word, to hear his voice. Sometimes we need to turn down other voices. We need to turn down other opportunities just to have some time to make some room to hear from God, to see what he has to say. And, you know, sometimes we'll just lose track of Jesus. We'll just lose where he's at. You know, sometimes you may say, I think, feel like God's forgotten me. You know, if you think God's forgotten you, I would say, no, you've forgotten who God is. Because he tells us he never leaves us or forsakes us. He is always, always there. I love it. Um, in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, um, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And in Psalm 73, 23, he says, Yet I still belong to you, and you hold my right hand. You know, when you're holding someone's hand, you can't be that far away from them, right? If you're really tall, your wingspan is still only, you know, as you're 6'4", that's, you only have three feet, right? You cannot be that far away from somebody if you're holding their hand. And that's what God's saying to you. He is always there, always offering our, his hand to us. And this one's the hardest one. Are you guys ready? You got your seatbelts on? Or maybe you're going to take them off. You can decide. So I am brave when I use my words to fight. Using God's truth as your fighting words will not change what you see, but absolutely how you see it. It will not change what you see, but how you see it. I am brave when I use my words to fight. So we're using these fighting words to fight back, but we're not fighting against people. Not even really as much circumstances as fighting against those wrong, false ideas and beliefs that fill where? Our minds. Our minds during the storm. Sometimes they fill up with just weird and funky thoughts. So we had to use our words to fight back. Thinking back to Esther, she bravely used her words to fight. The first words that she used to fight, they were only heard by her. Right? She had to overcome her fear. She had to look. I know she looked for other ways. She looked for other ways. It didn't involve facing the king. But in the end, she had to convince herself, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this and um, do what she needed to do. And it's kind of funny. Um, I got to take it down. Hold on. <laughs> so I was getting ready to prepare to teach. I had to fight those thoughts. Like, oh, you're not enough. You know, you should leave it to the professionals. That's what, I, you know, that's what the devil said. Pastor Jennifer can do it. Let her do it. I can just sit back. I mean, those were the attacks and the words that I'm hearing, you know, that I had to f- fight that, fight that, because 
You know, my favorite place to be in church is on the front row with my husband preaching. It's very safe there. It's very, you know, when you take the microphone, you're just completely, you know, completely exposed. And it's just, it's not my comfort zone. But you know what? I had to fight. I had to fight hard to get ready because God's been talking to me, talking about these points forever. So it's so good to, like, get to share them with you guys. Um, But Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, I had to fight back against those thoughts. I had to fight. I had to declare over myself, yeah, I am God's masterpiece. I'm created to do good things. I'm created to walk in his plans. I'm created to walk in his purposes. You know, I'm created to praise him for how he made me. You know, but when you doubt yourself, you doubt your destiny, you doubt your calling, but you have to fight back. When those doubts start to come, you have to fight back. And don't think about a calling as like ministry, like, oh, you're called to minister. You're called to sing. You're called to do that. No, we're all called to do something. You know, God calls people to all occupations of life. We need people in every area of life. Um, we can't all just be at church. we got to be out there with the people, right? We are called to be everywhere. You know, God might call you to be a mom or a grandma, a daughter, a sister, a friend. He's calling you to have an impact and an influence on all those people, the circles you run in, maybe your circles of work, circles of friends, circles of family. You're called to make a difference. You're called um, to have an influence on those people. You're, you are loved by God loved by God, and you are well-equipped to, to bravely face anything that comes your way. And some of you, I see your faces, you don't believe that, but you are. You are equipped. You are brave to face whatever comes your way. You are loved by God. You know, fighting words give us something to hold on to when the ground seems to be shaking at our feet. You know, when you feel like it's about to go, it's, I'm not going to be able to stand here much longer. You know, I know some of you in this room, and I know some of your stories. I know some of the things that you have faced and that you have overcome. I know those of you that have faced cancer, and you've beaten it. Those of you that have been in abusive relationships, and you're no longer in those relationships. Those of you that have suffered divorce. Those of you that maybe have lost a spouse. Maybe you've faced being homeless. Maybe your kids are battling addiction. Maybe they just don't want a relationship with you. All those things, I see you bravely facing those things. Because lifetime gives, sometimes gives us stuff that's scary. Sometimes it's difficult to navigate. Sometimes it's a challenge to understand. But Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him, we're going to say her, you will keep her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because she trusts in you, that you will keep her in perfect peace. You know, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight for peace. Some of you are just letting the devil take your peace. You're letting circumstances take your peace. You need to stand up and fight back. Fight like a girl. Use your words. Come on, ladies. Come on. You can do it. You've got to fight to keep your peace. You've got to declare his peace over your life. You know what? Did you hear that? It was a conditional promise. You do this, and I will do that, right? It's kind of like going to work. You come to work, and you'll get money, right? That's a conditional promise. You work, you get paid, but God's even better than that. God says he will keep us in purpose, 
perfect peace if we keep our mind on him. Trust him in keeping your mind set on him. Declare that you will not be swept in the storm. You will not let fear and your wild emotions overtake you. You know, and the things I was talking about, um, you know, losing somebody or um, divorces or just all those hard things, it's really easy to get a ton of emotions stirred up with those. It's really hard not to have some sleepless nights when you're facing your storms. It really is. Um, But instead of just letting those thoughts just run rampant, just instead of just letting those thoughts do whatever they want, that you are going to stand up and you're going to fight. You're going to choose to pay attention to Jesus. You're going to choose to grab a hold of his promises. You know, don't spend all your time being anxious and worried. Keep your thoughts on Jesus. I am brave when I use my words to to fight. I am brave when I use my words. Fighting back when you feel like nothing's going your way. When you feel like your life is just one disappointment after another. Maybe you feel hopeless. You feel like you're not going anywhere. Just remember this about God. He's unchanging. He's always true. He never fails to follow through on his promises. He's never late. Never, ever late. He's never untrustworthy. And he loves us more than we can comprehend. Every day he loves us more than we can even comprehend. Numbers 23, 19. Again, 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it, and will he not will he and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? I like another translation says, if he's promised it, he will fulfill it. You know, you can count on that. You know, he's not a person. Uh, not to not to disrespect men, but maybe man is mankind. He's not a person that he will lie to you. He will always be truthful to you. If he says that he will do it, he will do it. And his Bible is packed full of promises. There's more promises in this Bible than there are, like, lists of things to do. Promises, promises to stand on. There's not one situation that you face that we can't find a, a scripture to stand on. There's not one thing that you could go through that we can't find some words for you to fight back with. Those are just a few examples that I had of... Um, words to spite by because in Corinthians it tells us for the promises in God are yes and amen yes and amen so be it as we declare these fighting words we are strengthened we are empowered we are confident say it with me we are brave I'll give you another chance we are brave yes so I am brave when I trust I am brave when I face my fears I am brave when I use my words to fight. Amen? Um, so tonight, I um, just want to ask a couple of questions for you. Um, it's always good. It's good to hear a message. It's good to take some notes, but it's like, let's apply it. How can we apply this tonight? And so I'm going to ask you, have you taken that first step to become brave? You know, the first step, like I said, becoming brave is trust. It's hard to trust somebody that you don't feel close to. So if you're here tonight and you maybe feel like there's some distance between you and Jesus, you feel like your relationship is not very close, you can't really trust him because you don't feel like you know him well enough to trust him, I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you tonight. Or maybe tonight, if you're facing some fears that you just, 
I just want someone to agree with me. I just want someone to pray with me over those things. I don't feel brave at all. I want someone to pray with me. Or maybe you are struggling tonight. You're thinking about, you know, talking about fighting words. You're like, I don't even know what to say. I need someone, someone just to pray with me, someone to stand with me. So I'm just going to ask, if if that's either one of you, if you feel like you're not close to God and you feel like you want to start a new and fresh relationship with God, when we turn the music on, we're going to come to this side of the room and we'll have some ladies over here to pray with you. If you have the other things, like you just are facing fear or you just feel like you need some encouragement, it doesn't matter what it is. If you would like prayer, I'd like you just to, to come forward. So I've got a couple prayer um, partners that I've asked so if you ladies could just come up front with us and just don't be shy this may be your first step of being brave is to come forward and just ask for prayer as you need it as worship team are you singing yeah they're going to start singing in just a minute so if that's not you if you're not feeling like that you need prayer tonight as they start to lead us in worship I just ask you just enter back in just make room for people to be able to get some prayer to get some some um, support, that's the word. Like you're just looking for support and strength tonight. So I just encourage you just to, to come forward. They're going to um, sing sing with us. And so just stand and worship. Yeah, you probably need to stand up. You've been sitting a long time. Thank you for checking out today's podcast. If you would like any further information about River's Edge Church, please visit our website at visitriversedge.com where you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for listening.